Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Miami Dolphins football, live on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Sponsored by Amerisave, the official mortgage lender of the Miami Dolphins. Publix. To become a Publix member, visit clubpublix.com. Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood, South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination. Ticketmaster, official marketplace of the NFL. Dolphins Football, presented by the Palm Beaches. Fish Tank Podcast, OJ McDuffie, Seth Levitt, your host, Travis Winkfield here from the Drive Time Podcast, all of us on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, Steph the Specialist in the house, DJ Preach holding it down for us, getting us pizza, getting us videos, getting us stats, getting us all the things that we need. We have quarterback Tua Tungavailoa and his uh, press game pre- Ooh, easy for me to say. Yeah, Post you're still excited. You're still excited, bro. I get it. I get I'm, it, bro. I'm getting there. We'll get there. We're stoked. Let's go, Tua. I'm feeling good. Um... Feels feels a lot better, you know, after a win. So, feel good. Can you just kind of break down what happened with um, toward the end of the first half with you getting shoved, you hit your head. Team said it's a head injury, but now um, Mike just said it was a back injury. Said your back was kind of loose. What happened from your perspective? Yeah, um, on the quarterback sneak, uh, kind of got kind of got my legs caught under someone, and then. They were trying to push push back and then kind of felt like I hyperextended my back or something. Um, and then on the next play, um, I kind of hit hit my back and kind of, you know, kind of hurt. And then I got up and then that's kind of like why I stumbled. My back kind of locked up on me. Um, but for the most part, you know, um, I'm good past whatever concussion protocol uh, they had. So I'm good. Yeah, uh, it was it was uncomfortable going in. Um, you know, it was. I, I guess you could say it was the adrenaline uh, that was, you know, keeping me going with with the throwing. But uh, uh, Mike called called a play that he thought would work, um, and if we got a certain look, uh, we wanted to take advantage of it. And so they looked like they ran uh, quarters coverage, and they they played really deep. 
Uh, so I try to hold the boundary or the, the field safety uh, to Tyreek's side, uh, try to hold him, and then I came back to Waddle, um, you know, trusting that Waddle would beat his guy, which he did. guys not getting a lot of plays, a lot of possessions, um, but when you were out there, you were able to move the ball. Just from your perspective, I mean, what was it like kind of sitting on the sidelines for so long, um, just kind of waiting to get the ball and then, you know, just having so few opportunities and even with some guys coming in and out? Yeah, I would say that's that was the toughest part of the game. Um, you know, you, we never knew when our next op would be. And then when we did get an opportunity, um, you know, we had penalties on those and then we'd go three and out in some instances. So against a good team like this, you can't do that. But you know, I, I think we rallied, and you really look at it, the defense came through, um, and it kind of tells a, a picture story of what our team is capable of. Uh, it's not just our offense being able to, to help win a game, but it's the defense as well, and we've seen that today with their performance. Well, Buffalo's had your number of late, um, and now you guys are 3-0. and You beat them. Where, where are you at as far as this season? and? And have expectations changed or raised? No, no, expectations haven't haven't been raised, haven't changed. Um, you know, this is for for us. This is what what we believed. We believed in each other. We believed in ourselves. Um, it might be new to a lot of the people that are are watching, um, but you know, for us, we we don't go, uh, we don't do anything more than what we're asked out there on the field, as well as practice, uh, and that's. That's what we do. We just trust each other, go out and uh, play football. To uh, you're now a three and the last undefeated team in the AFC. Um, how do you manage the celebration of this game, but then preparing for a short week, getting ready for Cincinnati? Yeah, I think. I mean, you enjoy it. You enjoy it now, but uh, it's a it's a quick turnaround. So you got to move on quick, um, you know, and and get ready for Cincinnati. For me, I'm just uh, just worried about getting my back right. You had you guys obviously had great resolve at the end there after after the safety. Um, can you talk about maybe your role now as as a captain too? Were you stepping up and, and talking to people about how to um, stay maintained in your um, intensity at the end of that game? Well, it it's kind of it's kind of hard to get the guys riled up after they just came off. So, you know, I, I think we can do better offensively in in a situation like that, backed up, uh, trying to help end the game with the ball in our hands. But you know the, the defense went out there. They did their thing. Um, I mean, it really hats off to them. Uh, they played a, an outstanding game. Tough, and that's a really good offense. Explosive offense. Two. Yeah. Um, right now it's tight. I mean, it it was sore. When it, when it did happen, um, but yeah, I mean, any competitor uh, that that would have never wanted to come out would have did the same thing. So I was just trying my hardest to get back up and uh, uh, you know get the next play and, and run it. So it's a clarify. Did you hit the back of your head when you fell down on that play? Yeah, I did. I did. But uh, I really, I think I really hit my back first because that's what I felt first. So. Yeah, they did a great job. I think they did a great job within the run game as well, um, and then within the play pass. Um, you know, I, th I think they did a good job operating that way. Um, you know, there's there's still some miscues that we had from you know me communicating to those guys, uh, but uh, for the most part, it was clean. Uh, 
man, just, just let the defense do their thing. Um, you know, we're, we're always hoping for the best. We're always hoping for a turnover. Our defense gives us a turnover. But, I mean, you think of the drives that uh, Buffalo had. I mean, they had some long drives. I don't know how many plays, but they took a lot of time off of the, off of the clock. So the, the stamina um, and then kind of going through it, running around in the heat, you know, a lot of guys are cramping up, but they stuck with it, and you know they they helped us pull off this one. Tua, did you notice uh, the Bills doing anything particular to make up for the loss of their starters in the secondary? Um, yeah, there there were some things. There were some coverages uh, that we didn't we didn't see um, that Micah Micah Hyde, um, you know, would be kind of orchestrated in, but they they ran whatever. Um, you know, the guys in the back end felt most, most comfortable, I would say. Um, they tried to disguise some coverages, but, you know, for, for the couple of rookies that were out there, I mean, they, they did a good job playing uh, today on the defense. And then you, you obviously got someone like Vaughn Miller, um, you know, on their, on their D-line, I mean, making it tough for us to, to run, run the ball and then pass. You know, I think our, our O-line did a great job uh, kind of containing him and, and keeping him away uh, from the quarterback. Uh, well, we'll have to see. I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that. Um, you know, I, I'm a genie, and I, you know, I'm gonna feel good tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, so we'll we'll go get some uh, some tests, and then uh, we'll come back tomorrow. So there you have quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. We're going to come back on the other side here and react to his comments there after the Dolphins' victory over the Buffalo Bills. Dolphins' postgame is driven by Gunther Motors. You've got to get to Gunther Kia in Fort Lauderdale on 441, just north of I-595, or visit GuntherKia.com for car buying done your way. You've got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 21, Bills 19. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins' fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guess what, Dolphins Nation? When you sign up for Club Publix, you get perks, a birthday treat, and BOGO notifications. Just visit clubpublix.com. Terms and conditions apply. You know our guy O.J. McDuffie's going to Publix happy this week all in day, all the Dolphins gear, day. aqua and orange. And you know our guy Seth Levitt right here has us covered the press conference consigliere. Tua just finished up there, Seth. I loved it. What were your thoughts, my man? You, you loved it? Uh, yeah, that's all I'm giving you. <laughs> What's not the <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, look, he confirmed he hyperextended his back. And he he says that the reason his legs were wobbly, the reason he had to go out there is is was 
regarding his back. Yes, he did hit his head, but what he felt first was his back, and that's what happened there. He said he passed all the concussion protocol. So I'm going to take to his word for it there. Uh, I love that he confirmed Juice's read yep. on that deep play to Waddle. That he said, hey, I had to hold off you know, Tyreek's guy, and then I knew that Waddle would beat his man. So I thought that was great. Great eyes by Juice on that play. Um, I love that he said that this game tells the story of what our team is capable of. Yeah. Very good. You know, that, that uh, I thought spoke volumes. Expectations haven't changed. This might be new to all of you guys outside, but inside, this is what we've expected of ourselves. And uh, he does, though, as an offensive leader, say, hey, we need to do more to help our defense. Yeah. You know, those guys had those long drives, and, and we got to go out there and not go three and out. We've got to put more pressure on their defense and give our defense more time to rest. You, you mentioned this, Juice. His back is still tight. We'll see what happens, but it's a short, short turnaround. Yeah. They got to keep that thing loose here because, yeah. I, you know, I want to see Tua, nothing against Teddy, but I want to see Tua sure. line up against the Cincinnati Bengals. His Joe back Burrow. is still tight. Here's something he brought up that we haven't mentioned at all, and I thought it was great, and there's a reason we haven't mentioned it. I almost forgot Von Miller was playing in that, this game. Same here. I was so he said the thing. offensive line did a great job, and then the scheme did a great job of making sure that Von wasn't a factor. Go back and look at the stats. Good luck finding them. He had zero tackles and one pass defense. There we go. That, guy's, Armstead, that huh? guy's had a Hall of Fame career thus far, right? Yeah. And so, and, and you know, thank you, Tua, for pointing that out because we've completely missed that up here, honestly, because we just didn't see him do anything all game and almost forgot that he was Pretty out amazing. there. amazing. And most importantly, if you were wondering this, all of South Florida now knows Tua Tungavailoa is not a genie. <laughs> when you when you heard him say that, did you say that's my closer right there? Did you know? <laughs> Going, <laughs> he circled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Juice. I, I was Seth mentioned it there. He always covers the entire thing pretty well there. But yeah. that that uh the the comment about you know Tua seeing what he had in coverage there. You and I were like, are, are you sure that, that was deep halves on that on that shot down right, the field right, to right. Waddle? Right. Right. I'm not going. I'm not going to yeah, doubt him. No, not at all. That's no, what I'm if saying. he thought it was quarters, and it was quarters. <laughs> Whatever yeah. he saw, he, yeah. He made I, it I wait for the all twenty-two, and maybe you know, but. Whatever he did, he did a great job, like we talked about. And he mentioned it of holding that backside <laughs> safety and then throwing that dart. He threw that dart. You know, you know the one dart we don't even talk about is the first dart in the game to Ingold. Mm. I mean, that, oh. that pass right there was incredible. Beautiful pass. But that was a dart right there. He threw the waddle, and it couldn't have been a bigger dart, the perfect time in the game to give us those opportunities, man. So I, I always we, we talk about this, we joke about this a lot, Big Seth. His recollection of play by play, what yep. he did, who's in, who's out is incredible to me. You know what I mean? We call it like Tiger Woods when he's talking about, yeah, on the 13th hole, I hit driver, seven iron, pitching wedge. Uh, you know, and I was on the right side of the hole. So that's what Tua does. And Tiger's not getting hit in the head. No. It's, it's pretty pretty impressive, man, what he does and how he remembers, you know, the play, the situation, and the result more than anything, man. And that, it, it's it's fun to watch, man, especially, especially when my ass sees everything, the same thing he saw. You know, I mean, that's fun for me. Right. And listen, you know, for anybody who's calling BS on the back and not the head and all those things, and he was concussed, seems like he had a pretty good recollection of what he just saw. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's a telltale right there, right? And then, you know, you come out there concussed, honestly, man. Look, guys have been concussed. You got to line them up. You got to tell them which way, what they're doing. Most of the time, quarterbacks, if they get a concussion, you, you, who's going to help them other than themselves? So yeah. it, it did look like he was about his senses and everything. And sometimes, who knows? You know, I know the concussion protocol is very, very serious if that were the case. But I also know that there are certain degrees of it that, you know, if you get woozy for a second, it's not as bad as if you're, you know, completely out and they try to put you back in there. 
It's a back situation here. The biggest problem for Tua is getting that back right for a short week on Thursday, and that's going to be critical for us. That's why, again, that's why getting this win was was so important. It almost feels like we're not going to say that's because I do expect to win every game at this point. I mean, when you go and beat <laughs> Buffalo like that, you expect every to, game, man. Well, one not, not one, every one, game one, every time. One, one, I mean, one, every one, game maybe. you go Let's into, go. you expect to beat Whoa. that particular team. Coach McDaniel <laughs> sure. said. If you start setting goals 15 weeks down the line, what happens? I'm setting goals for Thursday night in Cincinnati. Okay. I, I expect to all beat right. the Bengals because they're up next. After that, I'll expect to beat the next team after that. Right, so that's, that's an how, abstract goal. That's and we're a better team. Abstract <laughs> goal. There you go. You know, you guys mentioned the, or we all mentioned the, the deep shot to Jalen Waddle. I, I thought something really stood out in that comment there, just about how the, this team has been constructed offensively around this quarterback. And by the way, watching him walk off and pump up the crowd and seeing the energy that came back into the stadium when he came back out for the second half, like. This is our quarterback, man. This team, this the city is rallying around that guy. They're loving what he's doing right now, and and how can you not with the way he's playing right now? But I thought the receiver position with, you know, he mentioned Tyreek held that field side safety on that play. I mentioned Stephon Diggs seven for seventy four. It's a bit, it's a good game, but it's not what he's used to doing. And the Bills, it just seemed like maybe they didn't quite have that second option. Although he did, you know, distribute the ball to a bunch of guys for a bunch of yards, but no one had the monster game. That's why I love this idea of having Waddle and Hill together because I just don't think you can possibly hold them down, both of them, for an entire game. I think you saw it on that big play there. I agree, and and I want to bring something up that I wanted to say earlier regarding Waddle. What was the talk last year? You know, great pick, traded up to get him. You know, did yeah. who who was the best receiver in the draft, so on and so forth. Set an all-time NFL record. Did something nobody in the history of this league has done as a rookie is, is in terms of the amount of catches, but had under 10 yards of reception, right? That was the big thing. I heard him on some podcasts in the offseason that, you know, you, you know, certainly get drunk off yak, right? Yeah. We've heard Tyreek talk about that, and he wants to average more yards per uh, per reception. Well, he averaged 25.5 today, guys. 25.5. That guy has 342 yards. He's averaging 114 yards per game, and he's averaging 18 yards per catch. I think that's getting it done. I mean, he's he's only played three games. Right. But he's doubled his yards per catch so far compared to what he did last year. Yeah, another thing we talked about before, too, is, like, you might not understand or see Tyreek's influence or the impact he's going to have on the game, but Tua – what he just talked about in that 45-yarder was he looked at Tyreek's area because he knew they'd be paying a lot of attention to him and were able to come back to Waddle. And Waddle's numbers are going to be great because of the impact that Tyreek has on the other side of the football. And there's a, there might be a chance that he leads the league in receiving now. Got to be. I mean, it's got to be really close. Yeah, I mean, they you, were, he was up there for the most part anyways, He was at right? 240. You Steph, Steph was, was there third. too, right? So who I was, think it was Stephon Tyreek, Stefan Diggs, yeah, and then Stephon didn't have a big day today. Stephon so 74, so it's yeah, going to be really close, close between those two. Yeah. I think I think it might go to Waddle, though, but, I mean, you know, you guys are you know, talking about it. It's early still, no matter what. <laughs> hey, we still got some guys at the top of the leader list, you know what I mean, some horses that are in this, in this race for that. And bottom line is, how often do you have two receivers that can battle that? Of course, we had a great week last week. But at the same time, though, we are a problem every single week when you got to bring out a way to stop Tyreek and Waddle. And, 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 or, I'm sorry, Tyreek Hill and Waddle. <laughs> First name basis. Know, every, every single weekend, week out, and then you still got to find a way to stop, stop the run game. So, yeah, we got some, we got some good ones. And, I, I, you know, the fun part about all of it is, is that these guys enjoy seeing each other do yep. well. And that's important in this game because a lot of times – Wide receivers, the divas that we are, we don't see our shine. We want to, you know, we wonder why. 
and yeah. that's the problem. For Big, sure. Big Seth just broke my heart. He's got him by two yards. Uh, yeah, so Diggs has uh, Waddle by two yards. You mm. know, he do, he's only averaging 12.7 per reception, not 18. Woo. But, uh, yeah, so now that the shuffle, I don't know what the rest of the league did, but just looking at it here, you've got Diggs with 344 yards, Waddle with 342, Hill with 317. You've got two receivers averaging 100 yards a game. Yeah. Just understand that. Uh, yeah. That's that's the idea. That's how this offense was built. And you guys also heard Tua mention the love for the offensive line. By the way, how often did I hear all week that pass rush, that that Bills pass rush? And it was good. Don't get me wrong. They they yeah. they moved Tua off the spot. He made some plays. Shoot, the one that he got injured on, he steps off the spot with a free rusher in his face and, and gets wide and makes a play and extends the drive for a first down there. But I also wanted to mention, you know, you talk about Von Miller. That was the matchup of the week. Not much. Was, was Von Miller on Teron Armstead? There you go. Teron's doing the job out there at the left tackle He's position. He's been, big he has been today. phenomenal through three games. Without practicing all week, With, by Without the way. him practicing, just shows up and beats you on Sunday. <laughs> That's what he does. And then, did you juice? Did you see the two blocks on the touchdown runs? The first one, Connor Williams moved a guy, I don't know, 14 or 15 gaps, if, that, if that's how many there are <laughs> there on the field. It was pretty impressive. What gap is that? Is that yeah, that's, like that's the L gap? That's a cheerleader gap. That's the L, yeah, the L gap. <laughs> Move to the cheerleader gap? Yeah, off the sideline. Uh, I mean, the, you know what I mean? The, where the, the cheerleaders are. I'm yeah. pointing to it right now. But then the Robert Hunt one as well, I tweeted about it that he got blocked out to Jupiter, not the planet, the, the city of Jupiter in Florida. But it could have been. It could have been the planet by how far he moved that guy. So, to me, that was a big difference in the game. The Bills kind of got stopped in the red zone. The Dolphins punched a couple in there for touchdowns. And this offensive line and their running game prowess, I think, was a big part of that. Yeah, and they, it's got to continue. We didn't have a lot of yards no. on the ground. I mean, we had, what, 41 or so? I don't know, um, but the 3-0. and Yeah. Hey, okay, Big Seth. I'm I, know, just saying. I, know, I know what our record is, dog. I, well, I mean, I does it. anything else it. matter at this point? Yeah. It's all rearview mirror. We've got to figure out a way to run the rock at some point, bro. Or Period. win. Yeah, and, and we got to stop people from getting 600 yards on it. <laughs> 600 yards. Yeah, I mean, the the, <laughs> the, the, the team statistics at the end of the day are not going to be pretty tomorrow, but I mean, you don't the, care, Seth. Listen, <laughs> how do they rank these teams? Is it by yards or by wins and losses? That's <laughs> all I, I want to know. Uh, last I checked, I think it was wins. Okay. And so, I mean, that's okay. the that's the offensive line. I thought the defense. I mean, again, the numbers. I just don't think the numbers really did the performance justice today. That's kind of my my original takeaway. We'll see if the all twenty two agrees when I get a look at that. But I just thought the pass. What, what numbers are you referring to, going. Travis? I mean, I mean, the numbers for the Bills today were kind of astronomical. They had four hundred and well, because they moved the ball up and down the field. Yards. But they had to do it going back to last year. Juice nineteen play drive, <laughs> oh, twenty play drive. Yeah. I mean, ninety but plays, but that, but to that was their game plays. Ninety plays to thirty. They that almost their, tripped. That, that was, in that was their game plan. Well, they should have game plan differently because they got an L. Their, their game plan came up short in the red zone. That was the difference. But okay. they blew the fall, ball up and down the field all they want, and that should be reason to be concerned. Hey, look, come on, Big Seth. You're not gonna, you, nobody here is bigger Dolph fan than me. I don't care if Travis, you, <laughs> Steph. He's you know, playing the flag. Priest, nobody's a bigger fan than me, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm all hyped for the win. There's still things that we need to work on when we consider being, you know, up against the best, and that's one of those things. Never been a we perfect gave up a lot today. We gave up a lot today. So, yeah. And I'm going to enjoy this win more than anybody. With the 497 yards, Maybe not that's what they finished so. with. But <laughs> Probably more than me. I, I don't think I've this, – this has to be a record. I'm just going to guess that it is. Oh, don't do that. 90 <laughs> plays for the Bills, 39 for the Dolphins. Biggest disparity Biggest, in Yeah. That's I've never question. seen anything Somebody close call Elias Sports Bureau. It's got to be. It, it absolutely has to be. Without, without 
big explosive plays to, to, to score on. Totally. I can tell you one thing, and I don't know, but if you're going to say, if we're going to guess records here, if we're just going to be those guys <laughs> that just make up stuff right now, I oh would gosh. say that. Oh that gosh. No, but the right, you know, <laughs> to have that big of a disparity in plays and lose. Yeah. Disheartening. It probably hasn't happened often. It's not a fun Somebody play ride Somebody call Brett Breckheisen. <laughs> not a fun play ride home. He would certainly know. Speaking of the outcome, because of a victory, we're going to give out our seventh, eighth, and ninth Ooh, game balls baby. of the season. That's coming up next on DJ the Dolphins post game, which ready. is driven by Gunther Motors. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score here from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 21, Bills 19. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime, overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. You're listening to Dolphins Football on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. The Porpoise Pod, the newest Miami Dolphins podcast, hosted by Tobin and Solana. Listen for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Give your actions more traction in the all-new Kia Sportage X-Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive. With the right tools, anything is possible. And... Arguably, the greatest part about getting these victories is the fact that we get to give out a few game balls. Let's go ahead and fire up that sound for Game Balls Week 3 Edition. It's time for Travis, Seth, and O.J. McDuffie to hand out their game balls on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. OJ, Seth, and Travis giving out our game balls here on the post-game show. Let's go ahead and throw it over to my man, our press conference consigliere himself, Seth Levin. Well, listen, I'm going to take the easy way out two weeks in a row. I'm just going to wait till you decide who the player of the game is, and that's who I'm giving my game <laughs> ball to. I'm giving my game ball to the snowman. But here's the reason why. He today set careers high, career highs in tackles with 10, career high with sacks with one and a half, had his first forced fumble of his career. We know that that led to a three-play three play drive and a touchdown. But look at that stat line. And by the way, Chus, these aren't just J.O.P. tackles. Right. Nine of those tackles were solo tackles. Right. Now, granted, when they have 90 plays, you're probably going to get a few tackles in there. Ten tackles, one and a half sacks for seven and a half yards. We know the forced fumble. We had the quarterback hit, two passes defense. Snowman was dealing out there. And as you said, he also was lining everybody up. He's quarterback of the defense. Yeah. So, I mean, he's young. He's smart. He's energetic. He's dancing after a fair catch. Juice, did you ever dance after a fair catch? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's not as impressive. So, forget, <laughs> I'm not giving him a game ball for the dance because Juice invented that. But the bottom line is career highs. He was stellar out there. And so not only does he go home with the player of the game, he also goes home with a game ball. And I know he's been listening to the show to find out who's going to who, who's gonna win all these things. So big day for you. Kudos to you, Javon Holland. Javon Holland gets another one. I'm sure I'm sure he'll have plenty more coming on the pipeline, especially if he makes more plays like the one that he almost had there at the end of the game to put that thing away. Could have been an even bigger day for the snowman. But he was fantastic again. Juice, what you got, man? Man, I've got the big-time vet out of South Carolina. Three tackles, all solos, two sacks, um, forced fumble, fumble recovery, big time, big time stuff from, you know, as, you know, Seth's guy, Javon Holland, forced a fumble. My man, Melvin Ingram, with a big time deal over there as a defensive fan, making plays. I even saw him in coverage a little bit, making plays down the field a little bit, you know, big time game for him. And we love the fact that we've got some guys that can get after, after quarterbacks. When it comes to him and Agba and, and Phillips, uh, what a great pickup and what a great day he had against a team that's you know, tough to deal with. 
but I think my man Melvin Ingram had a hell of a day out there. And sometimes those stats, you don't you don't see them in, in the stat sheet, but those are numbers that you recognize right there. Those are big-time numbers right there for a guy that's coming off the edge. He does a lot. There was one point where Seth was like, oh, he's in coverage over by the uh, by the slot right. receiver over there, and then you get some help on the top with Javon Holland. But that just shows you the, the type of versatility that he has. And I think back to the offseason, people are like, do we really need another edge? I'm like, yeah. Look, if it's Melvin Ingram, yeah. Advantage you can get. I'll take him. Why Absolutely. not? Look at the game he had Especially today. Especially when it's this hot. And it's, uh, yeah, great point. Yeah, it's good sure. to have as many bullets as you have as you can have in the chamber there. I, I have a tough choice to make here, which usually I would just give them to both the guys because it's kind of how I roll. But since you guys are so up on my backside about this, I'll go ahead and stick with just the quarterback. I'm taking Tua Tungavailoa. The the resolve that he showed, I think, is a microcosm of the resolve this team has had through the first three weeks of the season. Three tough games, three tough opponents, and they have three victories to show for. And we we saw the energy in the building when Tua was doing his thing. You know, you mentioned the dart to uh, to Ingold to start the game. How about that touchdown pass to my boy River Craycraft from Washington State you know University? You knew he had to get that in, big set. That was right? a great, great throw between a trio <laughs> of Bills defenders, and what a great catch by that fantastic receiver from a fantastic go, go. educational institution in Washington he State broke University. broke the seal, by the way. He gets his first <laughs> touchdown catch of his career yeah. last week, and, now, you know, yes. I mean, he might Wide get one every now. game. Yeah. What did, what did uh, Chris Carter always say? On the, was it Chris All Carter? I do is catch, All he does is catch touchdowns. Yeah, he didn't hear, though, so, you know, don't get me started on that. So, two Tungavailoa gets my game ball after a 13-for-18 performance, and that might sound like, well, he didn't do a whole lot, Travis. Well, he did enough with what he had, 186 yards, a touchdown. We mentioned the one sack. His passer rating, again, 123.8. Oh, that's going to have him out there yep. on the team, the, yep. around the league lead. And 10.3 yards per pass, guys. Yep. He came in, I think he was fourth in the NFL at like 8.5 per pass. He has 10.3 today, so they had, they didn't have many opportunities when they took when they had him. They took advantage of him. Just seven possessions. The dart to Wild Dart to Craycraft, Juice, that's my guy. And also doing big things when it matters. You know what I mean? The sure. end of the game is all hey, hey, coming up big as a quarterback when it matters is what Tua did. You know, did what he would need to do to get the win, and and that's important. Guys always want to talk about first-half stats. There's a lot of good first-half stats for a lot of guys, but when it's coming down to the end of the game, you got to make plays and make throws. That's what we saw from Tua. So I'm with you on that, big dog. Big-time players, big-time moments, big-time games. Big time players yeah, and big time I, games no. make big time it? plays. What's new? What's new? I missed. I missed. Big it time again. players and big time games make big time plays. <laughs> big time players make big time plays. In big time, big time games. games, same thing. I got you, fellas. I was close enough. <laughs> so we have a few minutes left, and when I say a few, we actually have quite a bit on this segment here. And I'm just thinking about what we're going to talk about. Oh, you and know what I'm smelling <laughs> here? <laughs> well, uh, you know, Juice kind of got it got it mentioned there because I just thought about the number of pass rushers that had moments where they they won reps and, and put pressure on Allen. I'm curious to see the pressure rate on when the numbers come out tomorrow because I'm right. not giving out game balls for pressure rate. for pressure rate well, I'm, not, well just... I'm gonna tell you yeah that's a good point there Travis because there's a lot of times there are a lot of quarterbacks probably 99% of the other quarterbacks in this league would go down on some of the pressure we had exactly on Josh Allen today. you know what I mean and he was he was elusive he's big he's strong he had we had so many opportunities to get at him in the in the, in the pocket and uh, he he did what he does you know, and we the containment was there, the tackling wasn't there, and that's one thing that we're going to, have to deal with again when we head to Buffalo later in the season. But how many quarterbacks do you have to deal with that just don't fold right there? He's right. not a guy that's going to fold, and we know that going in. 
and we've got to correct that moving forward because he's that he's he's a tough guy. And when you extend plays, you can't expect any DB. I don't care who the best DBs in the league are to c- contain and, and and hold coverage that long. When you let a quarterback like that out of pocket, you still got to run. Worry about his run threat, which was was worrisome as well. And then you know he he throws the ball at so many different angles. So the the pressures were there. Now we got to find a way next time to get him to the ground. We'll ne- we won't see another quarterback like that this year until we see him again. Until December when the Dolphins do face the Bills in Buffalo. Could be a Saturday night flex game because that's an option to move it will to be Saturday flex. night pl- primetime. I'm telling you right it now it's going to be flex. It's going to be nice and chilly up there in Buffalo. But it kind of goes back to the it's point. It's going to make it colder when that's <laughs> yeah, a little bit of sun. It's just not going to be a fun down. day. We, we go back into the – we pull the Abe Simpson, don't we? We go back in the other direction. <laughs> it's a second Abe Simpson reference on this I don't know. I think it's going to probably be about 74 degrees in the studio for us. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Standing. That's yeah. true. I, That's I'm true. not even gonna wear long sleeves. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a good transition off of that, but I'll go back to the point about the pass. You're about another game ball, Travis. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do it because no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he had 67 dropbacks in this game. That's what I kind of yeah. think about. That's why I wrote down Ogba, Van Ginkle, Phillips, and Ingram because you know there's been lots of chatter about Miami's pressure rate the first two games. It's gonna go way up because they were just like Juice mentioned, they were on him all game long. I kept watching Ogba just win these one-on-one pass rush reps where he's you know he's pinning and pulling the guy and throwing him to the ground, and Van Ginkle's nice in there for his pressures, and Jalen Phillips had some. Speaking about Javon Holland's big play, boy, if Phillips pulls that one down, uh, the one that he batted up to himself and dang near picked, that would have been a fun moment in the yeah. game. And then you mentioned Melvin Ingram, too. I think this this Dolphins defense kind of maybe after this game could be feeling themselves a little bit after the way they played, especially at that position. Yeah, you know what, though? I mean, think about it. Two big quarterbacks, big-time quarterbacks had big numbers on them, but they found a way to get wins against them. But they're, they are feeling good, man. Look, like we talked about, they're going to get at some of these other guys that they're going to be able to get them to the ground you know, we had I think a couple maybe intercepts that we, we might have yeah. dropped. I don't. I'm not counting on Jalen Phillips to, to bat it down and bring it down. You know, that's a tough deal for a defensive end as talented as, as talented as he is. But plays were out there to be made, and guys did enough to to win the game. But I think we can make some more plays, and they will because they're that good. They're in position to make the plays, and that's the bottom line when we talk about it. when they look at film, they're gonna look at what could have in terms of defensive stops and defensive plays. And, and a lot of guys, they're going to be already looking. They're, a lot of guys can go to the bathroom, Big Seth, when the play's coming up. You know, I got to go to the bathroom when they know that the, the play that they should have made is coming up on the film. Right. They might head to the bathroom so they don't, they don't have to hear it. <laughs> I had coaches that will pause it until you get back there. We'll pause it. We'll wait. We'll wait. For we'll wait. We'll we'll wait. But, no, these guys, man, they did, a, they did a great job in terms of, you know, it's a cliche, bending but not breaking today, and that's all that matters. Man. It really is what they did. Bottom and line. They, they definitely bent. They there bent was a, a little bit. There was a lot of bending. How about, you know, if you're just giving out uh, sure, sure. almost game balls for almost plays made, how about a big, fat game ball for the South Florida humidity? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was miserable today. I mean, knocking guys out of the game left and right. Dude, hey, it's our it's our 12th man. Yeah, uh, yeah. How long did you wait for the cart today, Big Seth? Uh, I didn't wait for the cart. You walked in? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Preacher and I, we hooked. We sat there. We turned around. We surveyed the field. There was no cart coming. And we, Red you know, Seven. Red it's Seven. Game day. We're seven did. That's exactly right. We're going to walk yeah, right in. Yeah. Well, it took a minute to get there, but we did eventually got it into the to the stadium. I was just curious because that walk in that was that was a big deterrent for me to walk up because I was like, man, it is freaking hot out it here. It was I hot. I took the backpack off the back because yeah, you, you know to. I didn't want to have that. I've seen <laughs> a couple backspin. guys. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you get up to the press box and it looks like they walk through the sprinklers or something. Man, they're just soaked. I was determined not to be that dude. I had an opportunity to do a pregame hit on the field with my buddy Brett Coleman. He has a great YouTube channel called the NFL Film Room, but I didn't do it because one, it was kind of late in the day, and second, I was like. I don't really feel like going out there and hanging out on the field. I got the the air conditioner, like Big Seth mentioned, seventy four in the in the radio studio. So 
Sandy yeah. Foe. A little bit toasty out there today. I'm going to do something right here to piss off Big Seth real quick. Oh, so you no. talk about the quarterbacks that we played so far. Here's what's next. Joe Burrow, Zach Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Jacoby Brissett, Davis Mills. I'll like, take them. I like our chances in those ones. I'll okay. take them. I'll take them. <laughs> Juice is going to take them. Seth is going to go ahead and take his headset off and get out of here because he's sick of me talking about that <laughs> kind of stuff. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can ID themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami. WPOWHD2 Miami. WKISHD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Dolphins postgame is driven by Gunther Motors. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 21, Bills 19. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miami Dolphins football, live on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Dolphins recap tomorrow morning with Joe Rose and Zach Krantz. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Dolphins fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the NFL Ticketmaster has a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Let's go ahead and cue up the music. We have week three NFL action from around the league. Let's go ahead and get to the scoreboard on Thursday night. A little bit of a snoozer, but the Browns take it 29-17 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other final score today, the Bears are 2-1. They take out the Houston Texans 23-20. The Titans get their first victory today 24-22 over the Las Vegas Raiders. The Indianapolis Colts win over the Kansas City Chiefs at home, 20-17. to uh, The Chiefs were two and, are 2-1, two and one, the Colts to 1-1-1. One, one and one. The Vikings up 28-14 to 14 over the Lions. They take that one final. The Ravens knock off the Patriots, 37-26. to 26. The Bengals get a victory over the Jets in the Meadowlands, 27-12. to 12. The Eagles take out the Commanders, 24-8. to 8. The Panthers get their first victory of the season, 22-14 over the Saints. The current scores right now, Jacksonville just went in for a touchdown to go up 23-10 to 10 on the L.A. Chargers. Herbert is playing in that game. The Rams are up 13-6 on the Cardinals at the halftime break. The Seahawks up 20-17 over the Falcons. They're also at halftime. And the Packers and Bucks just started the third quarter. 14 for Green Bay, 3 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, of course, your Dolphins take out the Bills. 21 to 19. Seth just stepped back in, which means he's going to be just in time to hear me do a segment here. He doesn't <laughs> want to hear about it. How about Vegas, yeah, though? Vegas, Vegas hasn't, hasn't won yet? 
No, they're 0-3 after, after getting to the yeah, playoffs Yeah, how about year. that, man? How about the Dolphins being the only undefeated team in the AFC, right, right now? That's what it is, only undefeated team right, in the well, AFC. we got work to do. It's only three games, fellas. It's only three games. But. It's, it's only three games, but I had this thought – for a little bit of a segment Please earlier this week, this. and it was it was it was green light win or lose because the point fell either way for us, and I really fell in love with the juice for two reasons. Number one, it's a projection that I think has very strong. Number logic. one, it's because it's your thought, right? Is that number one? It, well, I mean, not nah, yeah. Of course, I love the projection. I love looking ahead. This oh, stuff is God. for the fans. It's not we're not in the locker room. What we say and do doesn't matter uh, as far as the wins and losses. But number two, as you can attest to. I knew it would absolutely piss off Seth. I wanted to get it into the show so bad. Can I go back out? You, you can. It's, sure, it's up to sure. you. So last year, and the reason I'm doing it is kind of a callback as well, I got excited about a part of the schedule that I thought Miami could get fat on, and they wound up doing it. Is we all recall? Well, if you look at the schedule right now, Juice. Oh, Travis, I, I, you're really going to do this. Yes. Yeah. Bengals are up next. Then the Jets. <laughs> Vikings at home. Steelers at home. Lions and Bears on the road, Browns at home, by Texans at home. Those are all games that you're going to be favored entering those games, all of them. And I'm going to pencil in a couple of maybe one loss somewhere, maybe, if, if you're projecting. So we'll see about a short week in Cincinnati on Thursday night. But I'm looking at this thinking. Man, I'm sicker right now than I was in that final drive after the, the, the butt safety or whatever <laughs> it was called. How many interruptions do you think was the over-under here on this segment? Three. Three. We're you should have waited until I came Uh-oh. back. I think we got it. I think there's, we're there's right, three there right there. <laughs> so going out to California for the Niners and Chargers, I mean, with a victory today, 9-2, and 10-1. Look, look let's, let's, let's really talk about what you're talking about right here. They, they talked about this that part of the schedule you're talking about, Travis, is the ones where we get our wins in, right? Everybody, I've heard so many people say, you know, 0-4, 1-3, 2-2, you know what I mean? And look at us. We're sitting at 3-0. and Big game on Thursday night. I think the more we've played this year, the more excited we can get about that Thursday night game. Because, look, you're looking at Thursday night defending AFC champs on the road. So that's a big-time big game right there. But I think that right now the way we're feeling about ourselves, and it's just us, we can say whatever the hell we want to because, you know, we don't have to go out there and play on the field. But I think we're feeling pretty good about, you know, the way we are as a team right now. And I, I think that's important. We, we've got to obviously get some guys healthy and feeling great. Um, but so does everybody else this time. Everybody's got some injuries this time of year. It's unfortunate for week four that's going to be that way. But, bro, I love what you're talking about. Because who doesn't, other than Seth, sit there and look at the schedule and it's like win, <laughs> loss, win, 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 loss, loss, win, 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 you know what I mean? Um, a lot of people had us pegged to be 500 or under 500 going to this game and look at we're guaranteed to be at least 3-1. And, and that can't be good enough? We can't be good enough going into three and zero and focusing on the Cincinnati Bengals short turnaround. We, we, we got to sure start are. counting the next ten weeks. We want all of them, big set. I, I didn't say I don't want all of them. Uh, I'm just saying you got to get I the know, next. Getting one and zero. Hey, look, look, bro. I, I I tweeted my my high school team and you know they lost a big one a few weeks ago, but then they've been winning ever since. And I, all I talk about is one and zero. We we all talk about one and zero. My college team one. Look, I'm having the best weekends of anybody. Yeah, you are. I've been like the last three weekends. My Friday team, Saturday team, and Sunday team have been winning. That's all I care about. Friday, Saturday, Sunday football, and all my teams have been balling, man. So, yeah, we're, we're talking about getting the 1-0 and then 2-0 and 3-0 and 4-0 and, and so on and so forth, Big Seth. 
do what you got to do. Yeah, that's what that's what makes me I, happy. I just can't. That's what makes me happy. I, I really enjoy it, <laughs> if you can't tell, just because it's it's fun to, to think about what's ahead and, and where you might lie and where you measure up. And one of the things that I'm curious about, because this team has done so well in games that, you know, I think they were dogs last week. I think they were dogs this game as well. And then, uh, obviously, week one, they were home favorites. But I'm curious to see how the team responds when the, the expectation from the outside is that they will go in and take care of these teams. We haven't had a chance to see that yet. It's, you know, I, I think Seth had mentioned something about a trap game because of the injuries. And I was like, I don't know, Big Seth. It's tough to have a trap game when you're facing the best team in the NFL. But he was saying the trap games are when there's just something out there that can kind of get you maybe thinking a little bit too highly of yourself. And that's when you can wind up, you know, coming behind uh, against a team that maybe you should beat. Yeah, and that's, a, that's, a, that's an important part for your, your head man, your position coaches, and your leaders on the football team to make sure that you're ready and prepared and don't look. And this NFL, man, and it, it really is, truly is any given Sunday. Um, look, we thought that Tyreek and Waddle could have had a monster day against that secondary today, and it didn't happen. And that's because they're professionals on the other side too, and they, and they get paid as well. And they went out there and they had a game plan to, to take those guys away and had a game plan on offense to make sure that they control the rock, which is what they did. Our defense did a great job of keeping them, you know, out of the end as much as possible. So, I mean, there are such things as trap games, and it, it's, it's on those guys, on some of those veteran guys, on the coaching staff to say, look, I don't care who's playing on the other side. They're, they're, they're collecting checks on the first and the 15th just like you are, you know. And, and, and if you've got a good organization and a program like we do, their backups should be just a step away from being starters. And that's, I think, the same way they did it, you know. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. It's like no matter what, man, these guys have to step out there and have to play the game, and that's exactly what Buffalo did. Buffalo did their game plan to perfection, in my opinion, and we were still able to overcome and get a win today because they wanted to control the rock. You didn't, How many shots down the field did you see Josh Allen take? Which you've seen every other game he takes, a million of them. Yeah. It was dink and dunk, run the ball, control it, keep our defense on the field, not leave their vulnerable defense on the field, you know, and that was that was great for them. Look, our defense, if our offense would have had the ball more, imagine how much they had to ran the, the, the shoelaces, the tongues out of the shoes of all the guys in the secondary for the Buffalo Bills. But the fact that they controlled the ball the whole time, our guys didn't even get a chance to get going. Our, our track stars are still, in the, you know, in the starting blocks right now because they didn't get a chance to run like we're used to seeing them run. Uh, so great game plan because it's a professional team over there. So – both teams did what they're supposed to do. We're the ones that came out with the dub, and that's that's pretty much all that matters. Yeah, 39 snaps and, and 21 points, was it, for the Dolphins? <laughs> You're scoring. Yeah. That's a pretty a pretty good efficiency metric there. You obviously yeah. want to have the football more. And, and some of that is on the offense for having a couple drives that, that didn't get going before they really you know, st- they stalled out after three or four plays uh, for this Dolphins offense. But, again, at the end of the day, it's a victory, and we have one segment to go here. We'll go ahead and tell you guys what's coming up on the podcast network as well as preview the Bengals game. They're a little bit Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mo. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Motor to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium: Dolphins 21, Bills 19. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the official Miami Dolphins radio network, where Dolphins fans live. Joe Rose and Zach Krantz in the mornings. Talking Crowder in the afternoon. Nobody covers Dolphins like AM560 Sports WQAM. Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage. So next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Techron. Find a station near you or on the Chevron app. So, guys, we have the Cincinnati Bengals on a short week on Thursday. 
Quick turnaround time for everybody involved, and that includes us talking about them here on the final segment of the show here. The Bengals do get their first victory of the season today with a strong first quarter, uh, 14 points in the first quarter. They win 27-12 to 12 over the New York Jets, who fall to 1-3 and three, or 1-2. and two. I don't know. It's yeah, only third been three week, games. Third week. Third week. Third week, bro. Do, do the math. Carry to one. <laughs> I know Burrow took 13 sacks in the first two games, just two more today, but it's kind of a matchup we're looking forward to. We were supposed to get Tua versus Burrow. Was it? Last was it 2020? Didn't get that because Burrow got injured. But now we get the number one pick in the 2020 draft versus the number five pick in the 2020 draft. The first two quarterbacks off the board. I know you're looking forward to that one, Juice. I am. I really am, man. And you know, I always want to see how we stack up against the better teams. Look, Ravens, great team. Uh, Buffalo, great team. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl last year, another great team. And so it's always good to see how we stack up and how we'll feel against, you know, those guys, mano a mano, especially on the road, short week, Thursday night. It's always tough on the road team, you know, the travel part, you know, the emotional game today. You know, you got to wonder how you bounce back. But, uh, you know, you, you, our coaching staff already started working on, you know, Cincinnati, you know, probably a couple of days ago, even though they were focused on this game because you have to get ahead of the game a little bit because you don't have that much time to do the install. Uh, no, no breaks, no Tuesday off this week, you know, so guys are going to yeah. come in, but they got a long weekend. And the better, you know, you play on Thursday, the better that long weekend is going to be. So it's a big week for us, man. Honestly, getting to we're 3-0 and in the conference, 2-0 and in the division, to get to 4-0 in the conference at this point is incredible. It really is, man, because you start looking a little bit ahead to the next few games, but the conference games and the division games are critical. And the fact that we start off with four conference games, it's big for us. Got to go out and get those. Those are those are ones that you put in your pocket for later in the in the, in the season when you're looking at some of these tiebreakers and these scenarios. Yeah, especially when you can go up against teams like you mentioned that should be in the mix at the end of the season and you get those potential tiebreakers head, too. The yeah, head-to-head tiebreakers yeah. are, are very, very big uh, for this Dolphins team. So 3-0, and the only unbeaten in the AFC. We'll I'll put that on test next week to the Cincinnati Bengals in their house. It's a What a tough ask that is in the schedule makers to play a tough Buffalo Bills team here and then turn around on the the road short week and go get the Bengals but if they can do it we'll all be very excited and have a long weekend uh, to look at 4-0 hopefully uh, on the drive time schedule coming up the recap podcast coming your way tonight the film review on Tuesday different schedule this week as the game on Thursday bumps some things up we'll do the preview show on Wednesday recap the game on Thursday and have the all 22 review of that I think on Saturday I believe is the plan what's coming up next here on the fish tank podcast big Seth Rick Spielman by the way might have been my favorite episode you guys have ever done. I loved that one. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was Rick was so much Rick fun. was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I hope you do because it was not only was it fun, not only were there some great stories and some memories of of uh, I think that you know a, a certain ages fan base really that you know those were some prime years for for Dolphin fandom, but the perspective from a general manager, the perspective for somebody who yeah. spent 30 plus years in personnel and the evaluations and, and the way that you look at mistakes and try and correct them and all that. I think it was really great, but you know, so today was, was a birthday for someone in the dolphins family. It was Kim Bocamper's birthday. It was. So we're going to celebrate Kim Bocamper's birthday all weekend through Tuesday with the, his second appearance in the fish tank. Bo came back. I don't know that there's a better storyteller in the history of this franchise than Kim Bo Camper. And I, there, I, I went back, and when we edited this podcast, Juice, there were three different stories where I was cry, literal tears, like crying 
because it was so damn funny. Bo, Bo, Bo was so funny. He couldn't even sit still at, in during the during he was the, standing the, the up. recording. He needed a wire. He needed a wireless <laughs> he microphone. He did need a wire. Yeah. He was he was so animated, man. It was great, it man. Was he really brought it like usual. Yeah, he lo- definitely yeah, lob him up. Yeah. I said they, they were they posted the uh, I don't know what station it was posted the scene with him and Ace Ventura today wishing him happy <laughs> well, birthday. So CBS Four WFOR Bo's a longtime broadcaster there. He was with uh, Mike Cuno pregame and uh, you know and then of course they do the postgame and so they celebrated Bo's birthday as well and in the shower. <laughs> what better way to do it? <laughs> no, 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 better ways. There are definitely better ways. <laughs> How the hell you talk about Travis? <laughs> I don't know, man. We got three minutes to fill here. I'm trying to get by real quick. But uh, yeah. you guys have got any final thoughts here as we get out of here? We got a couple of minutes left here before we sign off and head out and, and eat the rest of our pizza. Yeah, well, you know, I think us. I think Travis, I think it's a, a big night for everybody to reflect and see how we could have done a lot better today. Yep. You know, honestly, we did. You know, you get out of the win, and that's all that matters in the NFL. You know, you look at college where you got to look at uh, how you beat somebody, the amount, the amount of points you beat them by, and rankings. It doesn't matter here. You can win ugly here and just get the wins and, and keep moving up in, in terms of, you know, the rankings and the standings. I think a lot of guys left some meat on the bone today, and they'll, they'll realize that, and um, I think they'll make some, some adjustments. We, we battled a really good team. We really battled a really good team. They were, they were, they were, they were themselves offensively. And that's the most inc- incredible part because every team we've seen, every time we've seen them from the Thursday night game and then the last game they played, they're, they're unstoppable yeah. on the offense. And they still they put up a lot of yards, but they didn't put up a lot they of points. They couldn't punch it in. That's you exactly talked right. about, you know, they, you normally are used to him t- taking those deep shots. His longest pass play was his first throw of the game. That's right. He threw the ball 6,000, 7,000 times. How many times did 7, he throw? 7,001. Yeah. Right. So, and his longest pass play was 28 yards, which, you know, arguably could have been ruled a fumble. That was a very strange play. Mm. But whatever. He completed the pass 28 yards. He didn't throw a deeper pass the rest of the game. Or right. didn't complete one. Right. Right, and that was that was that was our game plan. Obviously, their game plan. We come with zero. They want to dunk, dink and dunk, and it worked for them. But they, you, we always talk about this. How many times have we talked about the longer the drive goes, the, the more chance you have to make a mistake. You know, you put a twenty. How do you have a twenty-play drive and not get in the end zone? Those guys were crushed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And those guys, man, you saw those linemen, and they were like, "Did we really just stay out here for nine and a half minutes?" <laughs> yeah, that worked for out totally for us. For it worked out great for us, yeah, right? I told you. For us. Normally, yeah. a twenty-play drive is like that's how you just just take the heart from a defense and from an opponent. I think that it took it the heart the way, out of their offensive linemen. <laughs> We're summing guys out. We're keeping yeah. guys fresh because yeah. we got – it was like a hockey line change. <laughs> yeah. And and those same five fat guys are just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Here's my perspective, Travis, because I know you were dying to hear it. But, <laughs> I, I, I mean, look, this team has been through a lot the last few years. And you got a brand-new coach and what looks like a brand-new quarterback in a lot of ways. And he's in a leadership role. He's a team captain. He went out for two plays, and you would have thought that uh, a dark cloud came over the stadium. He means a lot. Tua means a lot to this team. You can see it out there. And guys are following their leaders. They're 3-0, and but they're believing in each other. They're buying into what their coach has to say. And they have not played three dogs. They're not just playing right. a bunch of, you know, it wasn't like the schedule was, well, they better win early because the schedule's going to – it was the opposite. This was the gauntlet. How many times did you hear that term, gauntlet? And, and so I, I just think that this team is becoming the team that Dolphin fans want it to be right before our eyes. It's great to see 3-0, and only unbeaten team in the AFC, and that's going to be our time on the post-game show. Antenna's up, game on. Score your favorite games and shows for free. Visit thefreetvproject.org to learn about 
the all-free programming waiting for you, including Dolphins games. That's freetvproject.org. Thanks to Kim Camper, Joe Rose, and the voice of the Miami Dolphins, Jimmy Cephalo. Our executive producer and booth producer today was Alejandro Solana. Our studio producers were Robert Griepert, Jimmy Garcia, and Matt Wilson. Our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray. And Steph, the specialist. I Steph, again this time, Steph. For OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt, I'm Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game, Dolphins 21, Bills 19. Thursday night football is next for Miami. A quick turnaround in Cincinnati awaits Dolphins, Bengals this Thursday night. This has been the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.